Welcome back to another episode of Commission Impossible. My name is Scott Fish, and with me today, and always, you're always with me, Ryan. Why do I say today? Uh, Ryan always. McDowell. Yeah. You're not getting rid of me. I'm always here. <laughs> no, we have a very, very happy episode. I think it's a happy episode. I'm excited oh for this gosh. episode. Um, yes. We've been known for our commissioning over the years, got together, started a podcast, help other commissioners out there. The shows are evergreen, so go binge them. We have an episode guide on commissionpod.com so you can check out what's in each episode. We'll go over listener questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas, lots of pretty cool ones. Um, you want to email us? You want to get your uh, email read on the show? Commissionpod at gmail.com. Now, on to this awesome show where we can finally put something to bed, Ryan. This is long, long overdue, <laughs> very anticipated. Oh. I don't want to hear any more talk about this ever again. Yes. Finally. So Ryan and I, we went on Dynasty Blueprint in early April. And Ryan brought up this idea of supplemental players or players come entering the supplemental draft, you know, potential star players. And about a, two weeks later, Ryan, the Twitterverse decided to explode. Yeah. <laughs> And Ryan and I have been bombarded daily pretty much with yeah. what do we do? How do we deal with this? How do we deal with this? And Ryan and I, since day one, this is extremely unlikely, extremely unlikely. Um, we, we basically took the stance that the NCAA would have to approve it. Then they would have to declare Then the NFL would have to approve it. Uh, I believe NCAA has already made like negative facing player decisions already. Um, We just did not see it happening. It also means college season would have to be canceled before July, like completely canceled, not postponed. So people just, what happens if these players all come out in July and they, it it became a thing. Very happy to report today. I think, I think it's done. I think we're over, right, Ryan? It's completely done. It sounds that way. Yeah. There was a, a report uh, last late last week that uh, pretty much the NFL is not going to allow this. They're not yeah. going to allow a, a mass exodus, and which is kind of funny. I I actually thought it would come from the NCAA, but uh, it, it. I think it they're kind of working together on it. I'm going to guess yeah, behind the true. scenes. Both, I, I think both the NFL and the NCAA are both like, yeah, we can't allow this to happen. Uh, Pete Thamel with Yahoo Sports, who has like 150,000 followers, and it's it's been reported by other sites as well uh, with other sources, uh, like Bleacher Report has reported as well. Uh, but Yahoo, Bleacher, lots of places have picked up on it. That uh, the NFL has been going around telling agents, telling teams, lots of sources, we are only – putting people in the supplemental draft for the usual reasons. Basically the NFL is saying Chuba, Travis stay in school. You're not getting approved is basically what they're saying out there. That's right. Yeah. And, and yeah, we don't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. We're done hearing about it, especially now that it's widely sourced that, <laughs> that those it, players it, are not getting approved to go to the NFL with the supplemental draft. It did make me think I was watching the last dance and we were talking about this before we hit record. I'm, I'm several episodes behind, but uh, the, the other day I was watching the one where uh, I forget the year, I guess it was the, 
the 98 season maybe, but the reporters, every city that they would go to, the reporters would <laughs> yeah. ask Jordan, is this your last game or is this your last game in, in this city? Is this your last season? Are you retiring? <laughs> and he just had to answer the same question every single day, yeah. even though it was out there. It was reported that he had just answered it the day before. Yeah, And, and that's kind of what I felt like. like. We did it on Blueprint. We did it on this podcast, on Commission Possible. We've talked about it on Twitter. And it was still out there. So I, I think we have we have vented and ranted enough about this. It's not happening. Let's move on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Stop worrying about it for your league. Uh, so let's see here. Where do I want to go next? Um, starting about coercion, starting about family member, collusion, pretend. <laughs> you know what? That's a, let's just get to, I, I have, a, I have these stories here that I wanted to talk about. Let's just get to the questions. I'll, we can okay. do those later. What do you think? I, I, I was interested because I know it was, it was a, it was a challenging week for you last week. It it was. And uh, so when you email safely, like Ryan sees those emails. Uh, I'm not sure how many he responds to. I don't think he responded to many. John Bosch sometimes responds to some, depending on if it's a league he's helping with. Or, you know, we have a couple customer service uh, girls that help us out. Uh, I answer most of them. So I got an email from an owner who said, this this pair in this league are father and son, and um, they either made a trade or re- – oh, I think they made a trade – it was a completely normal trade that uh, uh, they had refused a trade. So one of the people had refused a trade f- to the owner that's complaining that the owner that's complaining thought was a better trade. And he's like, these, these two are in collusion. He, the son told me the son, the son said to me that they're going to, there's six friends in the league and they're going to do whatever they can to, to make sure that the father wins this year. Okay. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because I look at the league. I don't, I can't tell that there's six friends. I know that there's a father son in the league, but um, I, I tell, I tell the guy, you know what? I don't need three trade protests for this. Get me a screenshot of him saying that and, and I'll deal with it. Cause that's, that's very clear, right? Yeah. No response. <laughs> right. <laughs> A few days pass, and I'm like, you know, this trade didn't get any protest. But honestly, if you give me a screenshot or anything of the son mentioning this, whatever that they're 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 friends, any kind of communication between any of the friends that looks like they're trying to help the father, uh, I I I can act on it. We don't want this in our leagues. No response. <laughs> a few days pass, and I'm like. Um, well, I guess you haven't responded. Uh, maybe this issue has resolved itself. Let me know if, if there's anything else, whatever, etc. No response. I'm like, okay, so maybe you were just pissed about a trade. <laughs> Is that what I'm getting, Ryan? Yeah, I think that's it. And and again, that's the motivation for a lot of these complaints. You know, sometimes, sometimes these things, there's collusion. These- there's not. It's just upset. Right. And sometimes these things get get personal. You know, mm-hmm. like I just don't like this guy. So every every chance I have to complain or to 
you know, get him in trouble, basically, I'm going to try to do that. And, and of course, that just is even more work on the commish, which is bad news. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up because sometimes it's just these things get uh, – there's some passion involved and sometimes there's money involved and there's a reason we have rules in place to, to make sure that there's actually a serious issue instead of just one person, (laughs) one person getting mad. We need, we need either multiple people telling us there's an issue or we need some proof of an issue. Um, And I think you should, you should demand that in your leagues too. Like (laughs) you should, you should, if you should make sure that if you're going to have to act on something that there's either proof or multiple people saying that, you know, something's going on. Uh, do we want to go to questions now or do we want? Yeah, let's do some questions. All right. Let's do some questions. Um, okay. I'll let you start. I'll let you start. You can start. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I've been talking to him. <laughs> First question comes from Matt from Michigan. Matt says, thanks for all the help. Love the show. I have two major questions. First, how do you handle refunds on Empire Pots? Excuse me. How do you handle refunds on Empire Pots with owners you must remove from the league because of inactivity or disruptive actions? Does the owner in these types of leagues usually get a refund of the Empire Pot if they are removed from the the league? No. 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 Absolutely never. It's right. just like a progressive pot in any other. Let, actually, let me put it this way. Um, if you're sitting at a poker table and you, uh, someone's put a bunch of chips in the middle of a pot, a pot for the table for that hand, and then that guy, that person at the table throws a drink and gets kicked out of the casino, he doesn't get his money back out of that pot. That pot is for that hand now. Uh, just like progressive pots and leagues, that pot is part of the league now. It's... No part of that pot is owned by any one owner once it's in the pot. If you're uh, putting money in a progressive slot machine, you can't, and you get kicked out, you can't take your quarters back from that progressive slot machine. That money is going to the person who wins the hand. Uh, think of uh, think of the Empire pot as a hand, and the uh, winning it back to back is winning that hand. It's it's part of the league now. It's once that money is in there, it's not owned by any of the owners at all anymore. No refund from the Empire Pot to an owner. Exactly. And, and it, it, Matt's specific question was referring to basically owners who have had some kind of issue, whether it's just inactivity or, uh, or being a problem for the rest of the league. But when you join a league like that, you understand how it works. You understand that there is the the giant pot that everyone's trying to win. And even if you leave, leave the league in in good standing, you wouldn't expect a, any type of refund. You shouldn't Correct. at least. Nope. So you definitely shouldn't if you are causing a problem of some kind. Yeah. Uh, Matt's second question. I run one league that I have a gut feeling might contain an owner running two teams. Uh, he, he says the league is on, on sleeper. Uh, one team always finishes last. One team always finishes first Ooh. or second. The last place team gets the best pick in the rookie draft and every year makes a big trade with the top team that uh, always teeters on being questionable, but it's close enough to be passable. How would you proceed from here with the suspicion? Oh, boy. Yeah, I know on MFL you can can check uh, IP addresses and things like that. I know they make that available. I'm... I'm not sure if that's an option on sleeper and because it's 
basically you might be able to ask sleeper yeah because it's pretty much mobile uh i kind of think it might not be an option but i'm not, i'm not i really have no idea you you definitely would have to just start by uh asking sleeper yeah i think you're going to have to reach out to sleeper and sleeper's pretty good on twitter with that kind of stuff and they i i hear they're very, pretty responsive customer service wise as well i think you're going to have to reach out to sleeper if you do it on league safe if like you do the payments on league safe you might be able to reach out to league safe as well and and figure out you know b- if someone has paid into the league with two separate accounts, LeagueSafe might be able to tell you, you know, these two people are definitely not the same, or maybe they live in the same city or, or whatever. Um, yeah, that it is a rough situation. Uh, I wonder if the rest of the league has, has felt this way and brought this up as well. Uh, the teeters at questionable, but close enough to be passable. I actually ran into this in one of the safe leagues recently, um, but the trades were fine. Basically, what it, what was happening on the safe leagues is it, it it appears like an active member of the league, and then a pretty inactive coworker, like friend, is in the league, and they they're the only like the, the the inactive guy only trades with his friend. Um, but yeah, none, that, of, none of the trades are really bad and that happens and it happens in home leagues. Uh, but it is, it's, it's frustrating as another owner. I wonder if that's, it's one of those situations or maybe, maybe it's worse. Yeah. I, I was going to suggest checking that. And I'm sure Matt already has, uh, is, is the bad team making trades with other teams as well? Yeah. Uh, and if not, that's, that's a pretty bad sign. Yeah. It, it, it gets, it gets worse <clears throat> when, they're the that's like if that's the only trade this team makes every year is to get rid of his rookie picks for a his great rookie picks for you know vets or whatever and it he always ends up last yeah you're you're running but our suggestion basically is hopefully you're on league safe and like i mean just for the fact that you could probably reach out and uh um ask them about the the you know those two owners and then it you know reach out to sleeper I think those are the two best things. It sounds like this is a, he doesn't know these people. So it's a completely online league. So those are probably the first two steps for Matt from Michigan. All right. Next question. Jonathan Hoover, Alabama. AL is Alabama, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) It's down in your area. I don't know all the abbreviations down in (laughs) your area. We recently completed a rookie draft. We need a contingency plan. Should the college season get canceled? And there's a, Scott, Scott, what are you doing? If there was ever evidence that we do not read these, (laughs) it's right there from Jonathan from Hoover, Alabama. Jonathan, we answered your question at the top of the show. Let's move on. We thought we liked you, Jonathan. I I love when we don't read our questions. (laughs) Oh, man. We're not Corey speaking from, of this again. Just go to I'm the actually, next question. I, I'm fine with Jonathan from Hoover, <laughs> Hoover, Alabama, writing in, and we love that he listens to the show. And I'm glad that we've answered our the question for him. So um, I feel bad that it came in the same show where we just gri- griped about, about that, though. Well, to be fair, we did answer the question, what, two or three weeks ago on this show and a month ago on Blueprint, uh, on Blueprint as well. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know when John. Well, we we know for a fact Jonathan wrote this email within the last week, but maybe he's behind on his Commission Impossible episodes, right? So, because they're binge worthy, you know, you never you never know where people are at it. I'm trying to make excuses here, Ryan. Uh, Corey from Amarillo, or is it Amarillo, Texas? Am- I bet it's Amarillo. Amarillo. Yeah, I Amarillo. Like, yeah. I see. I see those double L's, and and I think Amarillo for some reason. Um. What's up, guys? Love the pod. I'm starting a Dynasty League this season. If there is one, there should Mm. be. Um, Maybe it'll be shortened, but there should be. And was wondering if you could explain the differences of the common platforms and the ones you like best, easiest to manage, best in depth, extensive studies, like all the ones that make the commissioner's job easy. I've listened to all your pods, played Dynasty five years, redraft 18 years. Um, I'm experienced. Friends joining are redraft players. Honestly, right now, it's still just MFL, right, Ryan, my fantasy league? I mean, Sleeper has added Dynasty, but I guess their draft picks, future draft picks, like uh, when you – like I I guess there's something with them that they don't show the exact numbers and that annoys people until until the draft or whatever – um, I I feel like Sleeper is going to come come a long way. I know some people use fan tracks and you can allow I- include college players in it. They do have Dynasty. I know that the other sites like NFL, ESPN, Yahoo, CBS, all all those don't have Dynasty, but you can set up Dynasty leagues on them if you track a little bit in a Google Doc. Um, and uh, they do have short periods of time where they're they're kind of offline until the next season month or two or whatever. So I, I feel like it's the, there's a very small select uh, group. And I think my fantasy league's easily the best of that group at the moment. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I still prefer my fantasy league, uh, especially for Corey ask about some of the, the more in-depth settings. Uh, if you're talking uh, auction league, that's, that's what Scott and I like to play in a lot. Um, as far as I know, uh, Sleeper still does not. Nope, uh, they don't. Yeah, they, they don't support auction leagues. So if you want to do an auction league, MFL is definitely the answer. And um, and then just some of the other settings that we use, we would still prefer uh, MFL. But <clears throat> um, yeah, Sleeper is is definitely growing for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I feel like the way Sleeper's growing, that they're going to add all those functionalities. You you can't do multi-copies either on Sleeper. Not that I'm, I'm guessing that's not an issue for you, Corey. I'm just mentioning it for everyone. You did have another question. It was a later email, and I saw that it was the same person, so I added it here. Uh, listening to a very early podcast of yours, and you were talking about throwing in the rookie packs into a regular draft like a startup. Um, since the NFL draft has already happened, what if we do first round veterans, second round rookies, third round veterans, fourth round rookie? That's overly complex, man. After the NFL draft, just have the rookies in there. <laughs> Honestly, is the way I would do it. Um, you could do something like this if you wanted to, but I think it gives uh, a whole lot of advantage to. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think of this, Ryan? If it's if it's snakes doing first round veterans than second round rookies. It feels like, yeah, I guess I just don't understand the question. The why? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand the reasoning for this one. Um, with the NFL draft already happening. I know I'm in a startup right now 
And even though that we, even though the draft is has already taken place, we are still drafting rookie picks because we wanted to, or the commission wanted to make the rookie draft kind of an event. We're all going to be on Skype at the same time to hold a live rookie draft. So mm-hmm. that was the reasoning for that. But in general, at this point, we know, I think we know the landing got, spots. I think my invite for that league got lost somewhere. I'm looking ah. for it here. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't see don't it. Have to check with the commission on that one. <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, they, they might, in, in reality, they, I don't know who it is. They might have asked me. I've said no to a bunch of leagues <laughs> yeah. this this year, so I probably should have. I've said uh, yes to almost all of them, and now I have Oof. too many leagues. Oof, now I have too many leagues again. Yeah. yeah, I just I don't get the reasoning for this one, uh, Corey. Honestly, Pat, beyond the NFL draft, we know these we know these landing spots. Let's just have startup drafts. Yeah, yeah, I'd recommend just like after the NFL draft, just do the just do the startup. Include the rookies. Let them fall where they may. It would always be my suggestion. Uh, sometimes simplicity is just the best. It just is. Uh, you want to read the next one? Sure. This question comes from Justin from Mississippi. Hey, Scott and Ryan, there's been so much talk about what to do for 2021 rookie drafts if there is no NFL season in 2020. And I just put together a 14-team auction startup with the following added to the bylaws. So he's got a COVID, what he calls a COVID clause. And it reads, in the event that the NFL season is canceled and as a result, there are no fantasy games to determine draft seeding. Draft pick value for the following offseason will be the average of the composite value of the round, i.e. a first-round pick will be the average of all 14 first-round picks combined. He's talking yeah. about a rookie rookie auction here. Yeah. Uh, second round uh, would be composite the average of all second, second round and so yeah. on. Uh, curious on your thoughts about handling this and if it's something that sounds like it should work okay. I thought at the very least it's another reason why everybody should be doing auctions. <laughs> I, I like that. Stick that last little little barb in there, uh, Justin. Uh, I do think what Justin has designed here is uh, a, a really good option, uh, option mm-hmm. I should say, for, um, for auction leagues. If you're doing an auction league, find that average. Uh, that's going to result in several teams having the same amount of money, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, Some, some other teams may have traded picks and may have more or lesser uh, total balance, which, which is fine as well. That's to be expected. Mm -hmm. I I really, I really like this average pick value as Mm -hmm. an alternative for auction leagues. Yeah. That said, if you're in a rookie draft, it's still a tough decision to make. Yeah, it's uh, I I like it, and I guarantee it's going to work for his his league. It's uh it's a it's a interesting and good way to do it um for for auction leagues. There, it's it's one of those things that it, I've said this before on Twitter. It's an imperfect situation, so almost all the solutions are going to be imperfect. <laughs> like, there's nothing that's going to be you know oh bam that's the one you know. But there there yeah. are going to be lots of ways to do it. I like this for auctions. Uh, good job, Justin from Mississippi. Hi, Ryan and Scott. I'm on to uh, Andrew from Cincinnati here. Hi, Ryan and Scott, com- commissioner of a home league with some friends of mine, the main commissioner. Main commissioner? Oh, because you're co-commissioner. Uh, started the league but didn't really have time to run it or pay attention, so I offered to help out. Since then, we've tried to make some changes, like get rid of defense, failed. Oof. 
Uh, reducing rookie DST draft from seven rounds to five succeeded. Moved the league from CBS to sleeper succeeded. And a few things that are just a little weird to me that were initially set up that way. One of the other owners is a redraft commissioner and keeps asking us to move the rookie draft to August. It's not that uncommon. It really isn't. No. I, it's it's more common than you probably think it is, Justin. Uh, Andrew, excuse me. We're on to Andrew, Cincinnati. Um, I keep telling him that it's not going to happen and even took a vote on it last season where the league voted to keep it closer to the NFL draft. Last year, mainly to appease him, we added 10 roster spots between the draft and week one and had a roster cutdown date. Interesting. This year, he's asking why we're not doing that again and says the changes bother him and the Dynasty League should stay with whatever they decided when the league was formed. I told him that changes are good and for the betterment of the league when voted on by the majority, which all of our changes have been. Help me out here. Should changes be voted on every offseason when necessary or should leagues just do what always did to avoid ruffling feathers? Should there be a limit on changes every offseason? My home league would be touchdown only to this day if we didn't vote on changes each year. Yeah, I mean, we, we see changes in the NFL, you know, not just not just kind of those natural changes that that happen in the game, like becoming more more pass happy offenses or more running back committees or something like that. But we literally see the NFL voting on rule changes every single year. Mm-hmm. So why would why would that be off limits for for fantasy leagues, especially when there are so many innovative rules out there that can yeah. make leagues better. Uh, it, it, honestly, it kind of sounds like, I mean, this is, I think he said this is a home league with friends. So uh, I, I wouldn't say you just kick this person out, but if everybody else is happy with the, the path of the league and this one person is not, maybe it's not the league for him. Yeah. I, th- I think the thing I always come back to with rule changes for dynasty leagues is first off, give enough leeway so owners can adjust, but also they're a good thing because dynasty leagues will get, get stale even with changes without any changes. Dynasty leagues will get really stale. Um, so yeah, I <laughs> changing, changing rules in dynasty leagues is usually a good thing. It's, it keeps you up with the times. It, it, it keeps owners on their toes a little bit. As long as you have like a, and Ryan and I like to recommend uh, in January you take suggestions, and then January, February, whatever you you discuss and vote on these decision on these, and uh, you know give enough time to implement, depending on the rule, for people to adjust. Maybe some are immediate, some are a year and a half out, whatever. Um, no, dynasty, changes in dynasty leagues can be a very good thing. I I think if anything, it's a little more detrimental to have it stay the same. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ryan, I saw you take your headphone on for a second. You need to go? No, I'm good. Let's keep going. All right. I just I think we have like three questions left if we want to crush them and, and be caught up again. Yeah, let's um, do it. I ju- did I read that last one? You yes, I did. did. Your yeah. turn. Your yeah. turn. Next question from Stephen from Deerfield, Illinois. Uh, Stephen says, I just took over a spot in a league and we will be doing a dispersal draft. One of the teams that will be in the draft has already traded away their 2021 first round pick. What do we do? Do all the teams need to draft their 21 picks? Uh, that's what I do. Uh, that's what you, I would do too. Yeah, if you're holding, if you're holding a dispersal draft, 
and and I literally do it round by round. So I I just held some dispersal drafts in in my own leagues last week. I look at uh, at the teams that are participating. If they all have their own first round picks, future first rounds, then they just keep those. Uh, let's say one of them traded their second round pick, and now there are only, uh, you know, if, if there's four teams, maybe there's only three second round picks. Then those would be included in the dispersal. Yep. Um, but I, I do it, I do it round by round, and decide it that way. Yeah, yeah, I like that. There, there are several ways you can do this. You, you do it by including all the 21 picks. You do it by including just the 21 firsts. Uh, do it like Ryan said. You could you could also, and this is really out there, but uh, the team who has that 2021 first, maybe he's willing to trade it back into the pool for a player or a couple players from the pool. Maybe the league can figure out something like that so that all the dispersal teams get the exact picks. Um, that's, that's a really out there possible, you know, possible shot, but any of those should work. But, uh, Ryan's method is probably, probably the, the right one, the best one to go with Ryan. Right. <laughs> well, I think so. <laughs> uh, Steven, thank you for Deerfield, Illinois. Uh, who's this guy? Ben from Wisconsin. What's going on, Ben? Just wanted to hear your thoughts on what you have found best for waiver wire rules. I know fab and locking players when picked to prevent cycling. Other options consider allowing $0 bids. How many times a week do waivers clear? What days of the week? Any rules for in-season different than off-season? How long are drop players on waivers? Is there ever a time where it come is first come, first serve, i.e. Sunday mornings before games? Well, Justin, 99.9% of leagues I play in and will only play in are one waiver run followed by first come, first serve waivers. How about you, Ryan? Yep. Those are mine as well. Uh, we we have a, a waiver run on Wednesday night. Uh, I know most, most leagues are somewhere between, what, I guess Tuesday night and, and Thursday morning, basically, are, are pretty much all dynasty leagues or, or fantasy leagues in general. Um, and then that, that's the only waiver run we have. I know others have a second, which is, it's yep. fine. I, I don't think there's, yep. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, I don't use that. Once we process waivers, it is first come first serve until the players games begin. Yep. Meaning you can even pick up a, a player, maybe a Monday night player, uh, after Sunday games have started. Yep. And, I, I and still that, have that. That's needed a lot. Yes. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say um, I'm, the reason I'm fine with the double waiver run, have a waiver run on say Wednesday night, players stay locked because of that waiver run. Some players got dropped and maybe there's a good player that got dropped. You have a second waiver run, maybe Thursday midday or something uh, so that everybody can, you know, take their shots at that, uh, at any players that were dropped. But after that first come first serve, I'm, I, I, I've been pretty vocal about this before and, and lots of other people are too. I, it's not like a me thing. It's, it's very common, but having players that are dropped locked uh, breeds things like um, um, player turning where you're specifically picking up and dropping players to, to lock them out from other teams and stuff like that. There's, there's a lot of crappy stuff that happens 
uh, when you when you have players lock when they're dropped. I get the second player second waiver run in case someone's busy and they're not next to the computer for those drop players. But uh, I'm very anti locking players when dropped. How about you, Ryan? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I I don't I don't really even want to play in any league that does. I won't. I absolutely let alone commission one. No, I absolutely will not play in a league that does that. Um, it, it just <laughs> it it breeds drama and it breeds player turning and and lots of lots of stuff I don't want in my leagues. Um, yep. I always allow zero dollar bids. He mentioned that I always allow them. I. Paul Chartian loves the $1 minimum bid. He he says you, it forces you to budget and stuff. He's he's come around a little bit on the $0 bids, but there there are people that like you to like like making you budget your money and, and uh <laughs> watch your money until late in the season. I I'm a big proponent of always having $0 bids. Yeah, I just I, I just don't see enough of a difference between a $0 bid and a first come first serve. Uh, waiver pickup. Uh, I mean, I guess I would say if you don't have any first come first serve period, then you should absolutely allow zero dollar yeah. bids. That's yeah. I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, but if not, then you're just locking some teams out altogether. Yeah. Um, what days a week? I think uh, if you're doing the double waiver runs, you should probably do them Wednesday and then Thursday. I'm guessing. You know, Wednesday for the first, two, Thursday for the second for the players that get dropped. Otherwise, I'm a big proponent of like the the Wednesday one, so that you know everybody has a good day of first come first serve before that Thursday night uh, game. Um, I think we've kind of gone over all of these. Yeah, I think we hit them all. <laughs> um, but but really, there's there's not a lot of wrong ways to do it. Uh, everything you've mentioned. Um, you can do it that way, and if your league is cool with that, that's the beauty of fantasy. If, if they'll play within the rules that you set. So um, for us personally, we are one waiver and then first come, first serve. I, I definitely understand the busy lifestyle, needing a second waiver wire for those dropped players from the first waiver run. Um, yeah, those are, those are the pretty common and normal ones, I guess. Uh, Ryan. E- you want to read the next one or should we? Ooh, I'm looking at the time, 38 minutes. Uh, yeah, we've got a few left here. Maybe we should save these for next time. Yeah, let's save them for next time. We 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 will probably get three or four more uh, within the, you know, next week or two. So, um, yeah, next week we'll talk about – we have week 13 buys again, Ryan. Oh, no. The second time that I can ever remember this happening, it's going to affect some uh, bigger leagues and double double championships and whatever. Not good. Yep. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna let you go for the day, and we are going to come back uh, next week with more questions and more stories and lots of fun stuff. So, thanks for listening. Or right, actually, you know what? I'm Scott Fish, twenty four on Twitter. Ryan is RyanMC twenty three on Twitter. Email us commissionpod at gmail uh, that's all the stuff. Uh, rate, review us, five stars, whatever. You know the spiel. That's all it is, Ryan, right? <laughs> I, think, I think they got it all now. We're good. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.